Welcome to Life 2.0 Podcast. I'm John St. Augustine. Time to go up the down staircase in the outdoor. Make sense out of the senseless. If at all possible, find the obvious buried in the absurd. Hold on to your lug nuts. Time for an overall. Let's do it. Glad to have you joining me from anywhere and everywhere around planet Earth because of the magic of technology. And uh, real quick, before I move on to today's uh, episode, uh, thanks so much for the incoming emails, text messages, Facebook messages, and all that stuff uh, regarding last week's program with Conrad Reader, Simpsey, and Ashley Nichols that was celebrating in many different ways the music of John Denver and the extraordinary engineering expertise of the late great Roger the Immortal Nichols, who produced that uh, amazing concert. Actually, it was a set of concerts in Russia back in 1984, 1985, when John went there. And uh, those things have been just re-released a week ago in digital format. And it took about a decade for the Nichols girls to pull all that back together and get that done. So uh, thanks to them for spending time with me. And thanks to you for enjoying it. Uh, as you have and letting me know about it. So maybe we'll do some more of that coming up. But it's been an interesting week for your host. And um, I, I'm not really sure what's going to happen here today. I'm a little bit of at a loss for words still, uh, which is unusual for me. I, I feel like at times when stuff goes on in my life or in the world, I want to get a grasp on it and share it here so I can work through it myself. And this is something I'm still working through myself. And I think it's going to be that way for quite a while. This past Tuesday morning, my son Andy and his wife Katie uh, brought two new girls into the world, identical twin girls, Vesper Lynn Ann and Gwendolyn Ray. And uh, they came in at 9 o'clock and 9.02, right on the dot, Eastern Standard Time this past Tuesday morning. And of course, the family was there uh, to to greet them and, and to support them in this. And I couldn't help but think about when Andy was born and his sister Amanda was born as well, the process that it goes through. Now, my ex-wife and I, uh, you know, we, we don't see each other very often, but there is some binding material here. And of course, it's our kids more than anything else. So to sit in the waiting room with her and Amanda, who's now, you know, this highly successful executive woman, uh, was a bit jarring for me. And to sit with Katie's parents as well, um, Pat and Lisa. So... It's been a while, years, decades, since I've been in a waiting room waiting for babies to come out. And it was just like a, a, a flashback in a lot of different ways. And, you know, there we were in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan, uh, very different than when Andy arrived on the planet uh, down here in Chicago, and the same thing for Amanda. So, you know, it, it, was, just, it was just a very different perspective for me. Uh, the girls came in, in my opinion, right on time, just as they were supposed to. Uh, they're healthy and they're squalling and waiting to be fed and doing all the things little tiny babies are supposed to do, just a few days old. Uh, been monitoring their progress and, and all that goes along with that. And the staff there has been fantastic. And I've been asking for updates but only every nine minutes or so because, you know, that's what you do. Because now I'm a grandpa. And it's, for me, something... I never really thought would happen, not for any particular reason, but after a while, 
and you got some years behind you, at least for me, I start thinking, well, there's not a lot of things that happen new anymore. I mean, you know, I mean, here and there, I work on projects, but that's that's very, very different. And Andy and Katie got married, uh, it'll be two years, I believe, in October, this October. And I thought, sure, at some point this is going to happen. And that point took place this past Tuesday. So to, to hold these just tiny little life forms, uh, they fit in my, you know, like in my, on my arm. It was a serious reset for me. And just in full disclosure, I actually reached out to Andy and I asked for permission to do this show because, you know, back when, I, when my son was born and when his sister was born, you know, I wasn't doing any of this stuff. I wasn't on radio. I wasn't writing books yet. Uh, you know, Amanda was born in 1988. Andy was born in 1991. None of this of what's my life now existed. And so I was ready to just leave it be as a personal thing for the family. But I asked if I could share the good news here around the world, literally, with all of you who have been listening to this podcast for five years. So thanks for that. And, uh, and maybe some of the lessons I've learned in just a few days or the things that have been rekindled in me in just the past few days that were, I thought, gone, but it turned out they were just dormant. And the number one thing was, uh, was a reset of my focal point. You know, when you're alive after decades, I'll be 65 in December, which is beyond my comprehension. That'll be another thing I look at in just a few months going, are you effing kidding me? I don't feel 65. I just had a checkup um, and, and we'll stick with that as my, my through line. Uh, but this, you go through stuff and you get bombarded over years of all the shit that goes on in the world and the stuff that pulls your focal point away from the, the great gift of life itself to just be alive. You know, most mornings I wake up and the routine is exactly the same. You put the coffee on, you feed the cat, pop my vitamins, drink some water, get to work. And this week has had almost none of that. I still drank the water, skipped the vitamins, wasn't here to feed the cat, and didn't do much work until yesterday. Because my focal point were on these two little girls. And a huge lesson for me. And especially those couple days I was up in Michigan, you know, as we're sitting there in the, in the waiting room on Tuesday morning, nothing else mattered. Didn't matter what was going on in the news, didn't matter what was going on in the headlines, because as I always say, the lifelines are more important than the headlines. And this is a serious lifeline to have these two girls join our family. And to watch my kid and his wife so go through this process. And for me to be a father and to watch my son become a father, I'm still not, I don't have the words for that yet. Maybe I will someday, but I don't have them this morning. It is literally a feeling that I can't describe. You know, it's past being proud of him and it's past knowing that he's, he's ready to go. It's past all that. And if I ever get the words together, maybe I'll, uh, I'll be able to express it. The one thing that has always come to mind to me over the years when it comes to my own kids is that they've never not known me in their lives. I've always been part of their lives. But I've not always had them in my life. So I have a whole life before they showed up. They've never had that. So what I can say with all certainty is my life is better with them in it, as it than it was before them not here. The, the, the value, the, um, the love, the focus, the, the, all the, the good, the bad, and the ugly that goes into being a parent 
is far outweighs the life I had without my kids. And to me, that's the great measure and value of being a parent. And we've had the rough goes. There's no question about it. There isn't anybody's life that doesn't. But that's not what's important. What's important is how you respond to those things, not the things themselves. It's always been prominent in my life. So there, I have the, 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 you know, the gift of perspective, life before kids, life after kids, I'll take life with the kids, right? That's how I see it. And I have all these reminders in my studio here of my life before kids. In a couple months, I'm going to be reuniting. Uh, and it seems to me that this part of my life, I'm going to all these reunions. We're all getting to be old and we want to see each other again, and we want to remember our lives before uh, all of our lives took place as they are now. I'm going to high school reunions and football reunions, and coming up in about a month and a half, I'm going to a, a Coast Guard Air Station Chicago reunion right here in Chicago. And I don't mind putting the wrench on the bolt to get this thing together. Uh, it was one of those deals where wasn't sure if we we're going to do it, and then we said, well, let's see what happens, and pretty soon next thing you know, people are signing up. And I just got a call this past week from the commanding officer of uh, Coast Guard Air Station Detroit. And he is flying over one of his helicopters for us to all hang out on, you know, 40 years since most of us have been anywhere near a helicopter. So all these cool things are happening. And, and yet I look at where I'm at and I think about, uh, it, it's really a brand new thing for me. It's certainly a brand new thing for my kid. And his wife. And so as I sat back and I drove up there, I usually fly up, but I drove back and forth, so it's six hours each way. And on the way up, I was just filled with apprehension, just filled with apprehension. Even a stop at A&W couldn't knock that down. I tried. I really did. Root beer, big papa double, fries, didn't help. And by the time I got there, I was so amped up that, uh, you know, there was this pressure and I can't even imagine, even though I remember it when, when Andy was being born and, and his sister, what Andy and Katie felt like because they're coming in and they, they know there's twins in there. And none of us knew their names uh, or the sex until Andy came walking out and made the announcement as we all stood there. And I got to tell you, seeing him in scrubs and having him make the announcement that Vesper Lynn Ann and Gwendolyn Ray have arrived and joined our family, uh, I... I let out a yell in the hospital <laughs> and everybody at the far end of the hospital waiting area, it was a long floor, all kind of turned and looked. And then I felt kind of bad. And a lady came up over not five minutes later and says, I want to thank you for that because so much in a hospital that goes on is not good. Uh, but to hear this yell of, of joy and exuberation really, really made my day. So, okay, so thanks for that. But to me, it's just this recentering of my life. You know, I, I keep a, uh, a level on my desk, not to see if the desk is level, but just to remind myself that the, the objective in life for me is to keep the bubble in the middle, to keep myself as level as I can, because you don't want to go too far left or too far right. I'm not talking about politics. I'm talking about emotionally. You know, you ride, ride it up and down, and there's always something going on, always something going on to pull away from that level. And I can guarantee you, that this past week, uh, my son and his wife, uh, they're going to understand what that means going forward, to keep the bubble in the middle as best you can while the world's trying to knock you off kilter. And when children are involved, you know, um, that changes the whole drill, right? I mean, that, that to me, 
changes the whole landscape. Uh, it just does. And it should. And I'm of the mindset that, you know, uh, I wouldn't be the man that I am, for better or for worse, without my kids. Before, before I was even married, you go ask people that, that knew me back in the day. They're like, okay, I don't know about this. But uh, once they started showing up and once you hold your child and that connection is made, um, things shift. And they should. And they're supposed to. I remember the first time I had that real connecting experience with Andy. He was just a couple months old and you know, you're changing diapers and doing this kind of stuff. And my ex-wife and, and my daughter were going out somewhere and I was left alone with this scrawling, squalling, very skinny-legged infant who, who we used to say he had chicken legs because his legs were just little, little tiny chicken legs. Uh, he's changed quite a bit, obviously, over time. But this was my first chance as a one-on-one -on -one with him as a young dad. And they left the house. And uh, I got on the couch. We were living in this townhouse in the northwest side of Chicago. And I got on the couch, and I put on football. It was warm, like late summer, I would guess. It was probably an early football game, maybe early fall. And all I remember is I turned football on television. I laid on the couch. I put Andy on my chest. And he was only, you know, 18 inches long. And uh, we fell asleep there. That feeling... And connection to him that I had in that moment has never left me. Ever. And the same thing with Amanda. I used to walk around the house with her on my right shoulder. When I see her now and we hug each other, she's right back there. She always will be. So, my usual ranting and ravings are not part of the show this week. I am just uh, in deep reflection about uh, these kids that have arrived the lives that they're going to lead, the great things they're going to do, the difficulties they're going to have to endure. The fact that it's very bittersweet to me, as I mentioned, I'll be 65 in December. And, you know, so if I get another 20 years, I'll be really lucky. And so that means I get only a, like the first quarter of my their lives and the last quarter of my life with these girls. And I can't wait to see how all that turns out, you know. And to watch my son and his wife become parents and knowing the people that they are, how that's going to unfold is going to be a glorious thing. Glorious thing. And the fact that my daughter is going to spoil these two girls to no end of the earth and that their grandmothers are going to be just around them like a blanket and that Pat and I, the, the grandfathers, we get, to, uh, we get to watch all this. And it's, uh, it's, it's quite a thing. So um, usually these shows go about 30 minutes. I don't have that much in me. I am gassed out. It's been a very emotional week. Um, that was the only other thing I did this past week, except sit there and text my kid and go, how's it going? <laughs> and send pictures of the girls, you know? So with all of that being said, it, it really came back to that focal thing of the shift of, here come these two incredible gifts with blank slates and everything that their life will become will be out of choice and chance and, and being careful. You know, when I grew up, it was all about, I, I, let me put it this way. I think we come in with a lot of stuff. We are the culmination of all that have come before us on a lot of different levels, certainly DNA wise, physical DNA wise, but some things I think get passed down generation to generation um, unconsciously. And the more conscious I've become in my life about what I say and what I do and karma and how that works. You know, there's that old saying by my buddy Wayne Dyer, 
how people treat you as their karma, how you respond as yours. I've gotten much better over the years at not responding in the way that I used to because I want to keep the slate as clean as I can on the way out the door. So, but thinking of all that is coming for them and, and how much the world needs their innocence and that the refocusing of all the shit that goes on in the world and let that all clear away. These two gifts came into our lives as a reminder of what's really, really important. The love that we have for each other and unconditional love. You know, these two girls came in and we're all like, you know, the, the adults in the room uh, are, are like, you know, melting ice cream cones. Oh my God, look at this. It's supposed to be that way. That is the sacredness of life in action. And that gets lost a lot of times because of all that goes on. And it's like I said, it's about the lifelines, not the headlines. And these are two serious lifelines, the reminders of life itself, that there's an opportunity here and that life continues on. And that the tradition of our families carry on and all these pieces that move everything forward. These two girls, at least to me, represent that. No pressure, girls. No pressure. <laughs> As usual... Music runs through my mind a lot of the times when I don't have words to uh, fill in the blanks. There is that saying that where words fail, music speaks. And of course, John Denver is such a great friend to me and, and uh, influence uh, on my career and all the type of things uh, that have gone on between us. Uh, he was prominent in my mind on the way back, on the drive back, because I kept thinking that these two babies are gifts. There's just no other way around it. They are gifts from the universe to us. They're gifts from the universe to their parent. And you can use, swap anything you want. You want to put a God in there, you go right ahead. You want to put creator in there, you go right ahead. I'm not sure where all this begins and ends. I'm not talking about the physical part. I get that. I'm talking about the spiritual aspect of showing up right on time and coming into the world to do the things that you're supposed to do. How you're born is not important. Why is all important. So we know the how. We know how they got here. We know the physical part of it. We went through the, the, the motions. We know that there was a waiting time. They went through all the procedures to get her. That's the how of it. But why they showed up, that will show itself over time. And I can't wait to see how this all turns out. I'm going to let JD fill the blanks in from here. Remember, the lifelines are more important than the headlines. Until next time, be well, safe travels, keep the faith. Imagine a month of Sundays Each one a cloudy day Imagine the moment the sun came shining through Imagine that ray of sunshine as you Remember your darkest hour with dawn still far away Remember the way that you long for morning's light and Think of yourself as a candle in the night Make believe this is the first day 
everything all brand new make believe that the sun is your own lucky star and then understand the kind of gift you are the gift you are like the very Thank you.